Hello everyone. So this is the first ever actual play proper campaign beginning episode of Dragon's Duel. I'm quite nervous and excited. <laughs> so with that, we've gone for something quite cinematic, very arty, darling, um, with this. And so there's, we're going to jump into the show in the midst of battle. The battle with Coraptis. If you'd listened to our story recap, you'd understand where we are. We are at this final epic battle atop White Plume Mountain, where we first encountered this evil wizard. And uh, yeah, our four main characters are going to be there. And they'll be basically, we're just going to go through one final round of combat and see how that leads to this multiversal split that we've been talking about so much. So with that, we don't actually introduce characters. So I'm going to quickly do that, the players and the characters now. You've obviously heard them in our in our introductory backstory shows the, the past couple of weeks, but just so that you know now. And then next week, I've got like, we've done a funky little intro sequence where they've said all of it for the future. But I'm just going to give you this now for this one. So we've got... We've got Chloe, uh, aka at Chloe underscore with the flow, who's playing Carrie, Carrot Kisses, our centaur artificial wizard. We have um, Chris playing the fantastic Frankie Flight, who is a Verdon roguish fighter. We then have Will from uh, the Rendezvous with Destiny podcast, uh, at RWD underscore pod, who is playing Guillermo de la Cruz, our Gisarai Druidic Wizard and then guest star and guest DM for this episode once we get past the, the multiversal split is the DM Dick Dynamite from the Backwater Bastards. Oh my gosh! How exciting. How exciting. They do a fantastic job in our Beholder Disco part two of this episode. More on that later. I will then also be playing Hummel once we do the multiversal split. That, and then from next week on, it will be Luke, aka at Dudaruni, who will be playing Hummel from then on. So that's a prime Hummel, but obviously, because it's all multiversal, because it's all splitting apart, we thought it'd be fun to have one character phasing about. Anyway, with that, that's the players. You know what we're gonna do. We're gonna be joining into the, into the middle of this battle. So the one other thing I must do is thank all those fantastic and wonderful people who gave us their time. I mean, I'm humbled, honored, flabbergasted emotional <laughs> about the fact that people would do this for us and so I have to thank them from the deepest part of my heart to all these people who were a part of the multiversal split adding their voices and giving us their video for when we did the live show for the video show so first up in no particular order from my cursed Strad, Strad crew I've got Mike Hibbert uh, Steve the DM and uh, Stuart uh, aka at this is Bardcore from uh, Dice and Desire they were all part of that, so you should go check out everything they do. And then from the Dungeon Initiative podcast, I had uh, Robbie and Caitlin. They were fantastic. Thank you so much. Then from Nicola's home group, um, and also you know from the From Afar podcast, we had uh, uh, David Tilstra. We also had David Staghorn, Nolan Lacey, as well as Taylor from the Backwater Bastards as well. Remember Taylor from who did the, uh, played Booty Katorian in season two. I'm hoping we can get them back to, to relive some Booty Kratorian, the bardic greatness. I mean, I think a bard battle against Hummel is on the cards, at least. Come on. Uh, so, yeah, Backwater Bastards you can find at uh, BW Bastards. Uh, From Afar podcast, I think it's just at From Afar um, on the internet. So you can find everything they do there. 
And uh, additionally to that, the, the, all the crew of Doma, so a deck of many aces, they gave all their voices. And that, that's through Chloe, so thank you to them. And also all our American players. So the American players who will be in our darkest timeline, their variations were in there as well. So we had uh, Chelsea, who plays Carrie. We had uh, Nicola, who plays Frankie. We had Ryan, who plays Guillermo. And we had Mosey, who plays Hummel. And you can find all of their information in the show notes. So I'm going to put all of that in the show notes so you can see, find everyone. It's going to be one heck of a long show notes. So apologies for that. Anyway, that is everything now. So that's five minutes of me just explaining, thanking everyone. And so now it's time for you to listen to our new intro music. Yes, I do some singing. Please be kind. We're going to work on it a bit more. Chloe uh, gave us some additional harmonies and instrumentation on top. But uh, I've got some... I've heard some great harmonies from Kyle. Kyle, the DM of our American of the Darkest Timeline. He he makes an appearance next week in that variation. So for now, just enjoy our very calming Shattered Realm intro music and enjoy the show ahead. And then we'll see you in part two for what happens once the multiverse splits. Anyway, take care, you fantastic, wonderful people. And I'll speak to you later. Bye. Flying in the sky, raining terror down on me, raining terror down on you. Evil wizards on the rise, raining terror down on me, raining terror down on you. Who's gonna fight? Who's gonna fight? Who's gonna fight? Who's gonna fight? Yamo's full of rage now, freed from his cage. A hero and the sage, he's the druid for our age. Then there's humble Lombard, full of wanderlust. He's always on the run, looking for that next rush. And Frankie, you should never cry for at any cost she's never lost that's why she's the part then there's carrot kisses she artifices and never misses with her wishes that's right It's your turn, Carrie. Uh, so, Caraptus is looking pretty weakened right now. We're on the top of the mountain. 
you're pretty much, uh, the, the rain is heavily falling upon all of you at the moment. You're starting to feel a bit worn out by the encounter. This has been going on for what feels like hours. If this was actual combat, it, in D&D combat, it'd be an hour of us talking, but it's been about, like, maybe 30 minutes of actual combat in real time. So you are feeling pretty tired, uh, and uh, this is this is our character bit. I'm just giving you this a bit of a thing, and um, and yeah. So that is, and I'm trying to think what else. Oh, yeah, so you you probably all at about twenty to thirty percent your hit points. Maybe some of you are closer to death. You know, this is like you're coming to a point where you're starting to see. All your spell slots are running out. You've not got much left, so that's where you are. That's that's your that's your uh, cues, I guess. Okay. All right. Okie doke. Um, let's let's go. Uh, right, Carrie. What is what is your next move? How are you going uh, to try and what's your last thing to try against Craptus right now? What, what, like how far away is he? He is currently? only about thirty feet. He's hovering in front of you still. He's sort of he's um, he's about uh, ten feet off the ground. He's holding himself in a position that is like looking like he's about to prepare something, but he's also kind of sort of awaiting your moves now. He's just okay. done his last move that he did was a uh, sort of a meteor swarm which you ducked out the way of, evaded by Frankie, and but Guillermo got hit pretty badly, so Guillermo's looking a bit hurt, and Hummel seems a bit worried that they're running out of healing spells, so it's it's down, okay. down to you. Well, I guess I will use my one seventh level slot yes. to cast Finger of Death. Okay. On him. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, yikes. <laughs> he's going to use uh, the last of his legendary resistances. He's only got one left. So Well, he still takes half damage. Still takes half damage. Okay. Which I'm actually going to roll on Go on. line because it's roll 78. On How many D8s? Have, 78. I don't have that many. <laughs> so uh, when you cast the finger of death, how do you how do you do that? How do you um, I think I. How uh, does Carrie? She will sort of look around, uh, and see like Guillermo being like, not looking so great, and is like, right, this is uh, this is the got to do big thing here, and she just kind of looks over at Caraptus with like, you know, it's I mean it's it's. It's truth to say murder in her eyes, and she's yeah. just gonna mm -hmm. point at him. And why am I reaching for the dice when I said I was going to roll online? <laughs> Hang on. Seven. There we go. Point and roll at once. Oh god, no, I've exactly. got eight. Do How do I go down? There we go. Roll! That was a lot. <laughs> 31, so he takes... 15. 15. Or is it 16? And it's uh, it's necrotic damage, oh, isn't it? Oh, plus 30. <laughs> yeah, plus 30. Yeah, I thought there was something to add there. <laughs> uh, so that's 61, so he takes 30 damage. 30 damage. And that's necrotic damage. Yes, necrotic. Okay, fine. So, Caraptus... Um, it's negative not... energy coursing through yeah. Caraptus. So, do you, like, is, it, is it from, like, point... They, they literally point, the, point a finger at them. 
Yeah, I don't yeah. think anything. There's not like anything that's see, like visual that goes there. She yeah. just points at him, and he's just suddenly like death. in searing pain. Okay, so yeah, Karaptis sort of try like sees this coming, and he's as I said, he was preparing himself because he's noticing that this is where the battle's going. He's looking weak. You're looking weak. He knows that it's now as much defense as attack. So that as the moment that comes in, he um he try he uses like part of his shifting and merging power that he can do sort of phases a little bit he sort of phases out slightly but still takes some of the damage which um i think if you aim it comes to like this part of his chest there and starts burning like a searing hole on like a wound that was already sort of from like one of uh, frankie's knives that went like cut with a sort of like like an arcane uh, uh blade i think you might use green flame blade or something like that to them mm-hmm. and that sort of opened that wound further he sort of coughs a bit of splutters up but says is that all that you have dear pony uh <laughs> beyond yeah. words angry yeah well and then who's next uh and i think that means it's frankie's turn next so yeah. ah my goblinoid friend well, it's may have hit me blades but well, so while while Carrie's doing this and distracting, um, Frankie's yeah. been creeping around the side behind just mm. some detritus and some okay. sort of stormwork, just so um, so she can get a good vantage point and hopefully get a, a sneak attack off. Okay, um, so I'd need you to do a hide, a roll for a sneak, roll for stealth, roll for roll stealth. stealth. Yeah. Uh, okay. What's my? St- I will remind you, he has true sight. Okay. And dragon sight. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not bad. That's a 17 on the die plus 14. So that's 27. That's 31. 31? (laughs) With that, Karaptis, he turns, knowing the sort of order of your maneuvers now, he sort of Mm -hmm. read the the tone of your. He knows that it carries sort of. You, you've learned to, in your battle, you've been battling with each other for about a year and you've gone into a rhythm of who goes when and and Frankie, it may not always be up to carry, but you know that after a magical attack hits him, he's usually preparing himself for some sort of physical attack from you, but he's searching and his eyes, and you notice as his eyes move, it sort of it phases like another eye sort of looks the other way, you know, it feels like you're seeing two of his heads moving like this as he's searching, as if like my camera was really chonky, for example. If I do it quick enough, it'll probably do it. But um, it does that. Uh, But he's confused and he goes, I know you're somewhere. I know you're somewhere. And he's looking, but uh, take your attack. He's like searching for you, waiting for this sort of... Okay, so that's plus nine. Uh, Oh, it's a natty 20. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yes, come on. Come on. Frank goes, you son of a crack and spit. Um, and for that, so it's 1d6 plus... Is this with the dagger? No, this is a, a short bow. Short bow, even better. Yeah. Love it. Okay. So that's 1d6 plus... This is where I've got to... What was I seeing again for sneak attack? Sneak attack, 8d6. 8d6, yeah. It's not many. Okay, yeah. Not many at all. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7... Eight. So that's 9d6 in total. And that's 36 points of damage. That's 36 yeah. points of damage. He has no ability to evade this anymore. You notice that nothing sort of... Ha- he, he He's searching for you, as I said, and doesn't see it coming. And it... Uh, where would you like be aiming for? What are you aiming for on his body? Where would you I'm, I'm, I'm going centre mass. 
centre-mass. Yeah, centre okay, mass, fine. Yeah. So there's already that wound there, and as he's searching, it doesn't quite hit the wound. I think if it was more than 30, it probably would have gone for that wound, but I think you've kind of hit and lodged in, like, one of the other ribs. It's gone between one of the ribs. Maybe punctured lung, you hear, like, <laughs> sort of come out as he sort of goes, and he goes, Very good, my burden friend. There's more to come, don't you fear. And, um... And he and he's going to use uh, one of his legendary actions against you for that because you've come out of cover. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to cast uh, disintegrate on you. Actually, that's all. it was forty points of damage. I forgot I got on that twenty, didn't I? Oh, okay. But yeah, but... oh, he did. Okay. <laughs> he's dead. Game over. Okay, he's not dead. That but changes let's... everything. You're <laughs> it changes everything. You're we definitely uh, okay, um, so he's going to cast Disintegrate on you, which is, uh, I need you to make a dexterity save. I will, I have Uncanny Dodge. You do? Uncanny so you Dodge. This is definitely the time to use it. Uh, no, Evasion. Evasion. Yes, Evasion, yes. I'll use Evasion. <laughs> you use Uncanny Dodge if yes. you so wish. No, no, I'll use Evasion. <laughs> and you can also make a save to mean you don't get any. Okay, any so it's a Dex, is it? Dex save, yeah. Dex, uh, that is 24. Okay, that is just enough for his person. He's got very high <laughs> intelligence. Oh. But you, um, so he points, he sort of points to you and just like, you see this like gnarled and like draconic hand. His hand sort of becomes scaled as it happens and these scales like grow up what was a sort of humanoid but very elongated and like semi undead looking, very skeletal hand becomes very draconic and like twists into three claws and he points out towards you and out from it this like shadow emerges and it sort of flows towards you and tries to encapsulate you but you sort of like flit out the way as it sort of pushes beyond it lands on the rocks. You're like amongst some rocks mm-hmm. on this mountaintop, and it just turns one of these rocks, and it just crumbles into nothing. Oof. And then a chasm below, and you're sort of like teetering yeah. on an edge of a chasm now, uh, behind you. If- so that hidden spot is gone. God. You cannot hide. Right, well, because yeah, Frankie, she kind of like backflips out the way, and she she, yeah. she does do a, a Black Widow kind of superhero landing. Uh, but yeah, but then, but then it gets a bit teetering because let's say it's just a disintegrating rock next to us. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> I love it. That's great. Okay, cool. So then, so that's is that all your turn? That's that that's yeah. Okay, fine. Yamo, you or Gigi? Gigi. Gigi, yeah. As you're more affectionately known. Right. You've just been hit pretty badly with this meteor swarm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, sort of the way it works for, for them, it's like for Craptus comes down. It's like less. It's like miniature dragons that sort of float from the sky oh, yeah. and come down, and they disappear in the minutes. There's no like meteors left beyond. It's like all arcane, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're not like surrounded by rubble, but you were prone to start this round. Okay. So um. Just sort of looking around at how, like, the state of the party. You said everyone's looking pretty beat up, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. bad. Like, pretty... As I said, everyone's at, like, t- like 30% of their hit points, 20% of their hit points. You know, we're looking in the double digits, no triple digits, and it's all 20s. Okay. 30s or stuff like that. You are... You took a quite a, a nasty hit, so you're at that lower end of that scale, about 20-odd hit points. Okay, he sort of looks around at the others and kind of just like tries to brush off some of like the smouldering kind of cloak from from this meteor strike and just 
um, stands up and faces Karaps, like pushes himself to his feet and faces Karaps and just goes, you shall not hurt <coughs> another. And then I want to cast um, Feeble Mind on him. What was that? You Feeb- cast- Feeble Mind. Okay, Feeble Mind. Yeah. What What does that require me to do? Um, so first of all, it's just 46 psychic damage. Mm-hmm. So I'll draw that now. Yeah. Um, so that would be 18 psychic damage. Okay, cool. And uh, then you need to make an intelligence um, save, uh, please. Intelligence with... save. Okay, I will make that online now. Yep. Uh, roll d20. He rolls 15. 31? <laughs> yeah, okay. No, that Same. passes. Yeah, that, that saves. That no, saves. that's alright. 29. 29, I got it wrong. Still oh, saves. yeah, only 29. <laughs> only 29, only 29. <laughs> yeah. No, that, yeah. Okay. no that's, that still sh- saves. And there was sort of okay. this, this like shadow kind of looming behind Gigi as he was sort of casting this and it just like shrinks away from, from behind him and kind of like these scrags of shadow just like tear. But what you've proven by that is he has no way to resist that you can tell that what he does is he's racked with the pain from his brain so like ah like that but he goes and he sort of like forces himself but it's not the same it's not like when he uses Mm. legendary resistance it's like a phase effect you can tell he shifts like planes but this was just pure mental will and so i think it looks like this is he's that's it he's got nothing else to give on that so is that the end of your turn uh yes it is yeah, because okay. I don't have any sparse slots left. So. All right, so it lo- it lands finally then on Hummel. Hummel. Has he stopped resisting magic? Kind of <laughs> looks like he's stopped resisting magic. <laughs> I- I- I've got to pull out the wish scroll then. Yeah. Ooh, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, everyone's used their biggest guns, right? There's, there's, yeah. Right, yeah. This, this, this there's no it. other big yeah. guns left I've, to use. I've got no this. magic left. <laughs> There are no other big guns. Go for it. Okay. All right, so just what sort do of, you, you know, standing at a, a perfectly reasonable distance, you know, you don't really need to get in there with a wish, do you? Uh, you, could, you, can, you, can muck, you can muck off anywhere you like, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. And just, just like, stow, stow all the instruments, unravel the scroll, just start yeah. reading that thing, reciting that thing, you know, like <laughs> moving left and right, like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to get shot by anything in the way, you know, I just got to finish mm-hmm. reading this mm-hmm. and make the wish. And what it's, is it's your just going to be a real simple wish. Mm-hmm. I wish Corruptus had never been born. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Corruptus sees you pulling out this scroll and knows, kind of intuits what you're reading. And he starts to look very nervous. And he's sort of scrambling. You see that, that I imagine that what happened is you started reading that scroll whilst all these other moves were happening you started doing this and he's not he's been sort of keeping one eye on it and notice and that's what's been distracting him throughout this last bit and he's then sort of as that feeble mind hits and he sort of resists from it he sort of comes to a realization and goes i wish to rule the universe and he sort of speaks this out literally the same time that you you're you're so the moment you say that words, he sort of, as you say, I wish, it's like in tandem, he goes, I wish to rule the universe. At that moment, 
at that moment, because there are two wish spells that sort of create a dichotomy, the world, you see this split in your, the phasing that happens to Karaptis, he starts to, sort of those phases start to split into two. And so then you start seeing double vision. You're worried that you've all been hit too heavy on the head at first. And then suddenly you start to see that the whole of the... You feel yourself. You feel a part of yourself like you, you don't feel right. You feel like like uh, you've got a cough, and you're, but you're coughing like deep inside parts of your body. Like your whole body is coughing. And as you do, you feel like a... And like, like something as like a soul has escaped from you. And it's a very strange feeling. And you feel this starting to happen quite significantly. Um, and yeah, it, it's like you feel slightly, you feel very weak, weaker than just the, the pain and the suffering, like the sort of agony of aches and bones. This is more internal, like an aching, like a sort of weakness. Uh, and you sort of all fall, so you fall a bit for a second and then you return. But notice that you're now seeing different images, slightly different phases in both eyes than you are at the moment. And then and then that's where you'd go to your get the other bit. <laughs> I'm sure I took a lateral slow test before this and it came up negative. Uh, <laughs> well, that's well. just my vision with my contact lenses. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah. So yeah, it starts you start to feel your bodies and you start to then see like multiple variations and like Hummel starts to look different and Gigi looks slightly different and everyone looks like everyone starts to just become slightly one's got a beard one's not got a beard one's from New Zealand one's definitely not from New Zealand like you know there's there's but there's like different you know like visuals of them sometimes they may not even you're not even sure if it is the same person at all it could just be a completely other person but there's there's four of you sometimes there's five of you you're not certain of why you're seeing these overlapping images and they're like opacity layers in Photoshop so um, that is where you are this is what's happening Freaky. Karaptis seems completely confused by this and is starting to back away from the rest of you <coughs> uh, uh, but seemingly happy he seems to like he says I can see it I can see yes it might work it might and then he disappears immediately from you from one ver like a lot of his variations disappear some of them there so like the layer of opacity dissipates from him so like let's say there's only like two or three of his variants left rather than quite a few that seem to be there before like whilst with everyone else there still seems a lot so he seems to know something you don't What's happening? What you, oh my god, this guys? is strange. Whoa, this is, is weird. Uh, what did you do, Hummel? I don't know. I, I tried to push him away. And then, well, it felt weird. It felt like it worked. But then it didn't work, and then it worked, and then it didn't work again. Um, okay, but how does that explain all this? I don't know. Why do you think I'd know any better? Jeez, so you're the you're the planner, planer, planer expert, GG. I just I just spin the tales of what you do. This will be a good one. Uh oh, you bloody idiots! No. Fancy magics? Can't you just stick knives and swords into one another? As that usually doesn't lead to splits in reality on a regular basis. Heck, how are we gonna get out of this mess hole then? I I don't know. Maybe if we try and align with our other selves, we can somehow somehow undo this what like recast the spell or re-roll the dice <laughs> hmm? dice what dice i 
don't know, but I have this funny feeling that, that in one of these realities, there's something to do with dice. These games of chance, I, I like that a lot. Uh, what? So we somehow play some sort of game of chance, hope we all get the same answer, and this will all resolve itself? <sighs> Whatever, I've heard worse ideas. So, anybody got any dice? I don't have I'm, any I'm, dice. I don't have any. I really don't play, you know. Banana shake. Oh. Carrie, you saw the other planes. Was there anything else that matched up, like, the dice? Um, well, there was this one where, um, where they played six rounds vaguely related to six abilities to score points towards a character by playing some improv games and trivia rounds, but that seems like too much work for right now, to be honest. Who would do that? Who would do that? Who would do that, honestly? Frankie, do you have any ideas? So, what? We need a game of chance that we can all get right somehow? That's what it feels like. But the possibilities are endless. Like, how are we going to have that luck? Well, we gotta at least try. <sighs> Fine. I guess then why not all of us think of a spell and say the first one that comes to mind? Hopefully we can all get the same one and then things are back to normal. Okay. Okay, so on the count of four. One, one two, two. On the four, or are you going to say go after? No, 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 on the four. One, two. Right, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Are we ready now? Yep. Mm -hmm. One, one two, two, three. Did it work? Whoa, we will see next time on Dragon's Jewel, the Shattered Realm. Yeah, that's right. This is only part one. Part two will come out later in the week where you will find out what happens to our fated party as the multiverse splits in multiple directions. Oh, do they end up floating through astral space? Do they end up at a Beholder disco? Do they end up on the plane of the abyss? You shall find out next time where the, the guest DM, Dick Dynamite, will be taking us on a fabulous adventure. There's nerdy beholders, there's backwards singing, there's, there's an arrow thrown at party mates, and a fireball nearly thrown at party mates. It gets very intense. <laughs> anyway, come back later in the week and see what happens in part two of... The Shattered Realm, Episode 1, Portal Problems. Psst, you still here? Yeah, got a few more things to talk about. We are sponsored by D&D &D Beyond. They are absolutely incredible. They came on the show in Season 2, and I cannot thank them enough for that, let alone all the amazing and wonderful things they have helped us out with. I suggest you get on there if you're not already on there. You can buy all the source books. You can buy all the adventure books. You can basically make characters on there for free in the first place. Anything from the basic rules is all available on there. But it's a great resource if you buy any of the books on there. You can then, when you make characters, all those things are already added to your character options. And then if you pay for the subscription, I use the master subscription service, you can share those with your players or or your DMs can share that with you so that if you're trying to make characters and you own Out of the Abyss and you can add all the funky feats and backgrounds that you get from that or the new Wild Beyond the Witchlight book you can then use to get the Witchlight Hand as a background for example so 
totally recommend getting yourself onto D&D Beyond if you're not already there. I mean, we make characters pretty much every other day on this show, and therefore it's very useful for us, and a great way to store them. You can store so many in different campaigns. I do that all the time. Additionally, we are supported by HeroForge. If you type in www.dragonsjewel.co.uk forward slash HeroForge, that will take you to our affiliate page. And if you do that, we get a little boost from them, which means that we can buy more HeroForge things, basically. The same goes for our affiliation link with the DMs Guild. So if you type in www.dragonsjewel.co.uk forward slash DMs Guild, you will then get our affiliate link there, and we get another little boost, which helps me buy more Planescape books, basically, or more books for our DMs Book Club show. And finally, we have a Discord channel. We'd love you to be a part of it. So if you want to join our Discord, go to linktree, so that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E, forward slash Dragon's Jewel, all one word. That will then take you to a linktree, which will then give you an invite to our Discord channel. We really want you to come and join us there. We chat. We have little chats for everything. We have chats for the DMs Book Club. We're going to have chats for the Shattered Realm. We're going to have chats for the Darkest Timeline. We're going to have just general chats. We have a music chat. We generally just talk about meal deals. But if you're interested in that, you can come and talk about those too. Anyway, I hope you have a fantastic day wherever you are. And I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Bye.